season four, episode four. I am here to tell you that not everything about you is in fact about you. <laughs> I sound like a jerk, but um, that was a hard lesson for me to really, really like get ingrained in my head in the last four years, four years of being a sober person. Um, you know, I have to say learning that taking things personally, like is a really good survival tool, but most of the time people are only in their own mind. So it's not about you. (laughs) And I will say that I definitely, definitely take a lot of things personally. But learning to differentiate, like stop, pause, um, maybe this person's got stuff going on, you know, maybe um, they are busy, (laughs) you know, whatever, it's not like deliberate. But then sometimes it is about you. Sometimes it is about you because there's very definitive lessons or exchanges happening and... um, you know, it's like undeniable. I've noticed a lot and this last nine months of relationships in my life shifting and changing as myself shifts and changes by doing this kind of deeper, you know, looking and addressing things directly approach you know, I'm, I'm in therapy and I'm doing trauma therapy and I, um, something that's been personal to me that's happened in the last two years was I was matched with my biological father and then I started meeting all these family members via the internet and, uh, like I thought all my questions about identity would be answered And some of them were, um, some of them were, but still not everything made sense, nor did it make me feel better. You know, I, I, for those of you who don't know, uh, am a multiracial person and it's been a source of weird confusion and identity crisis and me doing the wrong things, approaching the wrong people, looking for pieces of who I am only to be shunned by, you know, all those doors or bloodlines because of not being enough of or something. And, um, you know, I definitely have, there are privileges that I have as a white passing person, um, but I'm barely a human passing person. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. I'm a, I, I realized I was like really thinking long and hard about this. And I can't believe I'm talking about this is not what I wanted to talk about. Um, but here we are. Um, I, I have often, even when I was a little kid, I used to ask my mom like when my real family was going to come get me. And like if I could have wish I could have been reincarnated as a cat and um I've never felt a part of this world. And I, I thought it was like maybe some of these near-death experiences I, I've had with, you know, one foot in and one foot out um, my life. But then I thought maybe it's because all of these bloodlines come from all these different continents. And 
maybe that's why. Maybe I, like, when I think about, like, where do I belong and I keep trying to go to these doors, you know, like, when I imagine it, I imagine myself in this octagon-shaped room and there's, like, a door on each wall. And I keep trying to go to the doors and I can't, I can't go through. So I start to kind of go, okay, well, I can only go up or down, you know, and I feel like I've been the down route for a lot of my life, you know, through self-destruction and pain and addiction. Um, and if you're in that, I, I feel you. I think it's hard being sensitive and not feeling like you can really turn to people because it's hard to trust. It's hard to trust that your differences are not going to make someone uncomfortable. And I, I got to tell you, like, being born like a weird agitator, instigator, curse breaker in your family, like, it's not well received. It looks good. It sounds good. It's the thing that we hope to be. But sometimes, like, doing that actual job and uh, it's a lonely path, you know. Anyway, I'm not trying to be a total bummer here. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of touch in. And the energy has been super bizarro lately. Um, I mentioned last time about dreams being strange. They've definitely been strange for me. I usually have uh, very prophetic dreams or kind of creative dreams lately they have been all about processing specifically processing relationships that have kind of fallen apart this year or like in the last two years like whoa thought I dealt with that it's been very surreal and um and I know it's only going to get more like bizarro because we have like we're about to enter eclipse season um this coming Monday I mean I'm recording on Saturday the 28th on um, Monday the 30th, we have a full moon lunar eclipse in Gemini. It's the first one. And then, you know, there's a few others, but I pulled um, some Oracle cards just to look at the energies. And, you know, I was like, okay, what are, what energies are we meeting with this eclipse? And the card was death. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? Eclipses always bring like what they do is they allow us to see something completely clearly without any kind of filter or lens that will either obscure or soften or whatever. Like we get the reality, you know, I call eclipses like at the end of the nightclub night when the lights come on, <laughs> like get out everybody. You can't, you know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And then you're like, Whoa, what have I been doing? So which can be good or bad, you know, it doesn't matter really. It's all relative. But like the fact that we got what we're meeting in this eclipse on Monday, and I would say pay attention to the energies beginning now and then even throughout the week, um, there's the end of something. And in that end, because when there's an end, there's always a beginning, right? So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I mean, it might not be the thing that you were wanting to hear that something's going to end, but I actually, I feel like good. Like, let's cut the crap. Let's just like, if there's something that's been like dragging you along, like a carrot on a stick, like kind of luring you into spaces, places, and connections that really aren't <laughs> fruitful or like, I don't know, like mutually beneficial, like let's cut the cord already. 
So, you know, I look at what to let go of and what to call in during this eclipse energy. And we got let go, you got relief and then call in full moon. And when I see that relief card, it's not that you're, you're letting go of, this is like letting go of suffering as a means of learning, right? I know for myself personally, especially growing up, I only learned when I suffered, <laughs> suffered immensely, or I had to like really, really, there was almost like this ethic of, well, if I didn't struggle, it wasn't worth it, which I think is kind of shortchanging yourself if you've only got this belief that things will only be worth it if you're struggling kind of sets up a screwed up dynamic because it doesn't allow for flow to come in. So just think about that. Like think of anywhere in your life where you're like, I'm ready to be done suffering with this. Like I'm done. It's like, I look at it. Like when I look at like my, I know I said, I don't really talk about my romantic life because that's private, but I will use it for example here. I'm done suffering through like wounded warrior relationships, right? That's it. I'm just done. I'm done with this lesson, right? Or I'm done suffering this lonely path of the priestess where I've got all my guards up because I don't trust anyone because I've been dicked over so many times because I keep calling in the archetype of my narcissistic drug addict mother. You know, like you kind of get sick of your shit and you get sick of yourself. So this is the opportunity for you to say that you're ready to release whatever is causing you suffering right now. So that way, the full moon, when you call the full moon in, because that's the energy, full moon energy to call that in means you're inviting the full strength, the full power, the full visibility of what is available to you. Full moons, contrary to some weird misconceptions on the internet or whatever witchy stuff that's out there. Yes, you can use full moons to release stuff, but I wouldn't, I mean, it's not the best use of the moon. Full moons, the full moon's at its strength. This isn't a time to call in all your energy, call in all your power, call in your gifts, you know? And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm going to give you this quote that I like, I've been obsessively thinking about this book again, because, and I haven't read it in, I don't know, eight years, more than that. I got, you know, um, and you might not like it, but whatever. Uh, it's called The Wisdom of Florence Scovelshin, and it is a collection of four complete books by Florence Scovelshin. Now, some of you might not like it because there's a lot of God talk in there, but she has like a ton of these Something in me was like, pull that book out, pull that book out. And I did. I pulled that book out this morning because I was even recommending it to someone. I was like, you know what? I sh there's something in there I need to see. And anyway, I'm going to give this to you. Like, because I'm using this myself. I'm going to invite you to say this statement or maybe use this statement on the full moon. With, of course, a head nod to Florence Scovelshin for sharing this information in her writings. Uh, but the phrase is, let me now express the divine idea in my mind, body, and affairs. Again, that is, let me now express 
the divine idea in my mind, body, and affairs. And one more time, because I am superstitious. Let me now express the divine idea in my mind, body, and affairs. Why I love this is because it is direct without being specific. It allows what is actually in alignment for your divine self to shift and adjust in accordance with that. So I love that, you know, and not just your, your, you know, there's your intellect, there's your, your body, your emotions and your relationships so that everything you express is in alignment with it. Does that mean things are perfect? Does that mean that every single thing you want, you get? No, no, but it does eliminate a lot of unnecessary distraction because also I don't know about y'all, but I have the attention span of a goldfish lately. I have so many things uh, jotted down and organized in terms of that I want to create, but I haven't had any like focus. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to come from a place of compassion for myself because I'm also the person that does the most and thinks she's doing nothing, you know, and, um, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So if you've been feeling a little bit nutty, trust that, you know, there's a lot of things happening astrologically also that we're falling out of an old reality and we're still waiting for the new reality to kind of show up. (laughs) I feel like it's very four of cups in the tarot related. So if you don't know what that means, take a look. In the meantime, um, I am currently taking a social media break until the first, ideally, maybe longer, I don't know, because I needed to pull my energy back and feel what I was actually feeling, but also facing like the big bad wolf in myself. And, um, Sometimes uh, when, you know, the fact that like I live alone and also my bearded dragon who I'm obsessed with, my familiar is like in Burmation. So I'm really alone right now. Like I get like tunnel vision on social media and I can get down rabbit holes for hours and hours and hours. So I needed to like take a break so my brain could unmush itself. But, you know, hang in there. Hang in there and try to find some compassion if you can for yourself in this process and know that it is eclipse season and anything that kind of gets jostled out of your life right now, like, yeah, it might hurt. Yeah. It might not feel great, but you know, you can trust that whatever is being released out is literally creating space for you to again, say, let me now express the divine idea in my mind, body and affairs. Again, thank you, Florence Scovelshin, and thank you for listening. Be well, be good to each other, and stay safe. Mm-hmm.